Oh, it's Matt Mosley show, ESPN Central Texas. And pleased to be draw, uh, joined by Chris Hummer from 24-7 Sports. And he is the guru of the transfer portal. And in addition to this crazy coaching carousel, they start hitting the portal a little early, Chris. And, of course, the window officially opens December 5th. But uh, much like free agency, NBA, and NFL, these things tend to get started a little early. I mean, it, Chris, quite honestly, the portal opened whenever the first announcement was made, right? Some point back early in the season when somebody said, hey, I'll be I'll be leaving. Uh, hey, welcome to the show, by the way. Good to have you back. <laughs> Thanks, man. I'd like to announce that uh, I'll be on the show for a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been, it feels like it's been going for uh, – it's been going for a minute. Um, I mean, even back in August, players – we're trying to enter the portal when they couldn't, um, technically by the rules. And um, since the season's ended on the FCS level, it's just been nonstop, it feels like. Well, the uh, the Kyron Drones hits our audience the hardest. And uh, some had hoped he would hang around the spring and compete with Blake Shapin, who's kind of had an uneven season after really showing so much promise last year. Drones it has so much up. Uh, uh, talent, and of course, you remember him from recruiting coming out of uh, Alvin Shadow Creek. Uh, is this in your mind uh, with his announcement coming out this morning? Do you, uh, do you think there'll be a pretty? And I was looking at some of the list of, of players you think are going to get a lot of interest. Does Drones? He may not rise to the level of some of these players, but I, I think the Baylor coaches already believe. Hey. This guy, there are going to be plenty of people who want Kyron drones. Is that the way you see it, Chris? Yeah, certainly. It's always tough with quarterbacks, obviously, because only one can play at a time. But um, I don't know if Kyron's going to be like an immediate starter for wherever he goes. He'll probably have to compete for a job. But, I mean, he was one of my favorite recruits back in the 2021 class. I loved his film. Um, we had him higher at 24-7 sports than most of the industry. of somebody we really liked. And, I mean, it's really up to him. Um, I think he could probably start at some G5 programs next year if he wants to start his playing career. Or he could reposition himself potentially at another team on the Power 5 level and compete for a job or sit behind a guy for a year and uh, be ready to start in 2024. Um, He'll have have those choices. Um, Quarterbacks without proven experience but aren't that far into their careers are kind of an interesting thing in the portal. There's a lot of them. There's a lot yeah. of former four-star recruits who enter a year or two after being at their school. And some of them really work out and some of them don't. But, like, they usually get another opportunity at the Power 5 level if they want it. So I, I certainly expect Kyron to have that. You know, Texas Tech came to mind for me just because Joey would be very familiar with him. And and Joey's had trouble. I mean, they, they got some talent at quarterback, but he doesn't exactly – you know, it's the old saying, well, if you got two of them, you don't have one. Or if you got three, you know, it, it nobody has truly separated in that group out there. Does does that seem like a, a possible destination if he decides to go to a Power 5 team? Um, Potentially. Um, I mean, Texas Tech's quarterback room is really crowded. I, I would anticipate it, it lessens somewhat this offseason. There's no way all three of those guys are on the same roster for the second straight year. So potentially um, I'm trying to remember his initial recruitment out of high school. Um, but yeah, I could, 
I could see Texas Tech maybe. I, I'm not entirely sure. Like Houston, I mean, Houston's going to need a quarterback like pretty soon. Like Tyron could probably go there and play right away and excel. Um, Auburn's going to need to reset their quarterback room completely potentially. Like I think he was pretty in the mix with Arkansas coming out of school. Like they don't need one this year, but after KJ Jefferson leaves, um, they need their quarterback of the future. And I think he'd fit really well in that system. So I, I think there's a lot of places where he could land and look really good potentially. Do, do you, how often do you see somebody actually re-recruit? Like could the Baylor, uh, and I think the Baylor coaches will be very honest with him, let him know what his chances are. But it, it was interesting. He left the door open to even return to Baylor. Now, you see other players do that from time to time, although it's still somewhat rare that they actually say that, hey, I may come back to this school. It, how rare is that? You you cover this stuff every day, all, all year round. Is it like 1%, 2%? Are we talking extremely rare that once you hit the portal, uh, uh, somebody will change their mind and decide to stay? Uh, I, I mean, it happens. It definitely does. And like, and a guy like Kyron's position, like he's probably like, he's in good shape with that. Like he'll get to explore all his options. And I think he's talented enough as a player and well-respected enough as a player within Baylor's locker room that if he wanted to come back, he probably could. Um, that obviously can be kind of awkward, I suppose, but like, I think Baylor would welcome him back. And um, I mean, I could see it happening. I, I think more times than not, when you enter the portal, you're doing so with the intention of going somewhere else. But um, the door is never technically closed with that. You're allowed to come back if your school will want you. Chris Hummer, 24-7 Sports, joining us, talking about the uh, portal. These new rules, uh, how big a change do you expect that to be with the way that each class now used to be limited to 25, whether that was high school seniors, transfers, graduate transfers, portal people, whatever it was. Now that's not the rule. You can get to 85 on the on the scholarship limit really any way you want to. Um, how much does that allow schools to be more creative, and does that favor the schools, well, like Sunny Dykes and others that have already been way heavy into the transfer portal and are used to getting uh, several players from the portal? Yeah, I think it does two things really. One, it's a really big thing for new coaching staff. So if you're you see two freeze at Auburn, for example. You can turn over your roster in, like, one or two classes now. You used to have to wait three or four years to fully turn over your roster. With the ability to sign up to 85 at any time, you can do it immediately. Like, it goes fast. Um, on the other side of that, there is just regular teams that are looking to improve their roster. When you can sign up to 85, it means you can essentially – I don't want to say process the bottom half of your roster, but you're trying to get as good as possible. And a really good way to do that is to cut the fat. And I think you're going to see a lot of schools cut the fat from the bottom of their rosters so they can add higher quality players, either via high school or the transfer portal, which inevitably means there will be more players entering the portal as well, because when those players are essentially pushed out, like they have to go in the portal. All right, and now you mentioned all these quarterbacks, Chris, that, um, and, and you talk about them in this story, that, and, and people can follow you at two, uh, 24-7 sports. Uh, and I, I, I got to say, these, uh, 
Hudson card, that news came out yesterday. You're always in, involved in that University of Texas quarterback news, it seems like, Chris. Hudson Cor, uh, card is going to transfer out of there. Um, like any, I mean, some of these guys were, were pretty heavily recruited coming out of high school. It's, it's, it's interesting to see, like, if they can kind of regain their stock in that type of thing. For people like a Hudson Card, University of Texas, it always seems like to me a place like SMU. Now I know SMU has a young hot shot, uh, you know Preston Stone, so maybe that that won't be the the stop for him. But it always seems like those G five is the better place to start. Is that how you see it for uh, Hudson Card? Um, I think Hudson is going to have some opportunities at the Power Five level if he wants them. Um, I think Hudson put a lot on tape this year. He looked a lot better than he did a year ago, despite that ankle injury he was dealing with. Um, he played really well through it. Um, I could see, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, like quarterback teams that don't need quarterbacks. Notre Dame is going to want a quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised if they at least reach out to Hudson. Um, schools like Iowa and Wisconsin need quarterbacks. Um, man, maybe even like TCU, if Max Duggan decides to move on, could potentially be interested in Hudson. Um, Hudson obviously played for Will Stein, who's the offensive coordinator at UTSA. I don't see him going there, but like maybe if he does want to go to the G5 level, that could be an option for him. Um, I I don't think Hudson will lack for suitors, that's for sure. Okay, and some of these other quarterbacks you mentioned, uh, Cade McNamara from uh, Michigan, uh, the running back, by the way, Texas A&M, L.J. Johnson. We got a lot of Aggies who listen to us. Now, you mentioned those three Ballyhood recruits from that 2022 class that had been suspended this year. Uh, a couple of other members of that class that had had real up-and-down seasons. When the dust settles, is A&M looking at, I don't know if we want to call it a mass exodus, but are we, are we talking about seven to ten players that uh, that could be uh, entering the portal and leaving Texas A and M already have seen some you know uh, some player some other players from A and M that have gone in there, but of these like highly highly sought after recruits from from the 2022 class, how many of of those guys do you think will leave campus? If you had asked me a week ago, I would have told you like half the class was going to go. Honestly, wow, um, the vibes there haven't been great, but I. Honestly, the uh, it sounds like the win over LSU has really solved a lot of problems there. Um, I still think you'll see a couple of those guys leave. There's just a lot of mouth to feed um, in terms of playing time. But I think I don't think it's going to be quite the exodus that a lot of people speculated um, that we were going to see. I was thinking there would be an exodus. Um, that's what people around the country have been speculating. But like. I, maybe even Chris Marshall will figure out a way to get back. Um, so I, I certainly think we'll see some big names on A&M enter. Like, that's just inevitable. But I don't think it'll be quite the bloodletting that I think a lot of us expected. All right. What are you thinking about this um, this uh, Big 12 title game, uh, TCU and K-State? Uh, first of all, do you, f- do you think TCU, if this is a close game and they lose, are you of the belief – that TCU would still be in the uh, playoff? Or if you're a TCU fan, would you not feel very secure in that? I think you should be secure, but I, I can't I can't say I know what the committee will do exactly. Um, I would think 
going through the regular season unbeaten and then losing in a game that Alabama and Ohio State don't have to tie, I don't have to play, would insulate TCU. Um, but I also thought TCU should have made the uh, college football playoff back in 2014. So uh, you never know on that front. But I, I think TCU is safe, I would say, that I would be surprised if they're left out of the playoff as long as they don't get blown out by K-State. As for the game itself, I, I like TCU. I just think TCU is more playmakers. Um, K-State does have some things, especially their pass rush, that can worry you a little bit with TCU. Um, those tackles for TCU aren't always great. But if Max Duggan is ready to go, if Quentin Johnson's totally healthy, if Kendra Miller is totally healthy, if Davis is totally healthy, like they're just a really difficult team to contend with. Um, so yeah. I, I just I think TCU can make more mistakes than K State can, and I, I like them to finish the season unbeaten. Isn't that interesting that they had Zach Evans transfer out, and obviously he was he's an incredible player, but. You know, it's like I think there was even, if you believe some people, almost a feeling of relief, like, hey, I think we'll be okay, and then they go on to have this huge season. Now, again, they may have done that with him, but Miller's been incredible. I I think that's a a reminder, Chris, not to go crazy, even if it's like a headliner for you. Oh, my gosh, our our star running back is leaving. We're, We're dead. Now, Oklahoma had so many people leave that you knew it might be a problem. We didn't know how big a problem it became a problem. But I I do think maybe people should not overreact when people leave. And I think Evans is kind of a reminder of that. Yeah, it's it's funny. Um, I mean, I can only – like TCU would be ridiculous if Zach Evans was still on that roster and they could have him and Kendra play at the same time especially with Zach Evans' pass-catching abilities. But but yeah, no, I totally agree. Kendra Miller is a great back and like it sucks to lose your big name superstar, but for some programs, especially those with good cultures and a deep talent pool, like it can be okay. Like in this era of college football, you're going to lose players. Like it's just going to happen. Um, money is involved and players get upset and uh, everything else. But um, if you can weather the storm, like there's usually somebody there to take their place. Like I, I don't want to say life goes on, but like, it usually is okay. We're going to see at some point NIL deals will have bonuses attached for every year you stay. You know, they'll be like, there'll be a roster, there'll be some kind of roster bonus if you just agree each year. That's how they should space it out, by the way. You know, they're, they're giving some of these kids huge money, some of these players up, up front. They probably ought to backload it a little bit and go, hey. We're going to give you a huge deal, but you got to stay till this point. And I bet that's what they're doing with that Tennessee player, right? The um, uh, the guy supposedly getting like eight million dollars or whatever. He's got to to see the eight million. He's got to stay for what at least three or four years, or or stay the full time at Tennessee. Is that is that how they arrange something like that? Wouldn't you think? I uh, I mean that would be the smart way to arrange it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think going forward you'll probably see more of that um, in contracts. But you can't, especially in recruiting. I mean, transfer portal might be one thing, but in recruiting you definitely can't because it's an inducement. Um, but maybe in the portal, like if you get a high-profile player, you can lock him in for a year or two. Um, so that'll be that'll be an interesting thing to follow. I think the sport has to adjust. It's totally out of whack right now with incoming players making more than the players already on the roster. So um, 
I, I think we'll see something happen eventually in that regard. Yeah, well, the NFL had to do it with a rookie wage scale. I mean, it was happening, and Staff- Matt Stafford was one of the last quarterbacks who got guaranteed, you know, $50 million or something. Bradford was the same way, uh, and, the- and they had to adjust that. Chris, uh, always enjoy reading you, and, and, uh, and, and you're very uh, helpful on the, uh, on the portal. Appreciate it. E- enjoy the uh, Big 12 title game, and we will talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Chris Hummer. Uh, from 24-7 Sports joining us, as Aaron would call him, a um, transfer portal guru. Of And, I, you know, who would have thought you would there would be a job title like that? But here we are. The world has changed. And uh, we're still here talking about it. It is the uh, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Campus Confidential is next. <laughs> 